0: Can I ask, uh, there's some certain allegations hello, going hello, around hello. that uh, Allegations? Police, al- allegations going around from our community that the police are working with Hope Not Hate, which are provided as a far-left organisation that go with Antifa as well. And they're sending information, like at the, uh, there was a football lads uh, um, arena in Birmingham, yeah. and one witness saw uh, one Antifa shaking hands on the policeman, yeah, uh, That exchanging that information. That's no, not uncommon. That That's yeah. not uncommon. <laughs> <laughs> if,
1: we, if we if we are working with an organiser, and we work with all <laughs> sorts of organisers, it
0: doesn't mean that we share their viewpoints. It okay. just means that we're working with I them I just want to make that clear, because have there's this notion out there, I just want to want to make sure whether the allegation that if the police are working with Antifa, I don't want... I, I, that would sound really fucking crazy to me, if, that, if that's as a, as a, true. As as the as police a, are working with much more sinister organisation called the government. Mm. <laughs> are you worried about working yeah, yeah. with Antifa? These guys are policing completely immoral laws and she will do what she's told.
2: So this is where the protest earlier was. And now I'm going to go have some conversations with some of the speakers and other attendees about how they feel, what the potential ramifications are, and updates on the Count Dankel situation. What are his next moves? Stay tuned. So the protest, it's, it's still going on, I believe, right? Yeah, I going so, yeah. on. But well, we've stepped away for a little bit, and I wanted to talk to some people about how they felt and I want to officially state the the verdict on what happened with Count Dankula in terms of his sentencing and his plans. So, with me, we have... Obviously, Mr. Uh Elise, I'm a
1: writer for Milo. And, uh,
2: Sebastian, I'm the treasurer of Young So, you guys were all the protests, too. I, you were speaking there. So, first... What happened today with Count Dankula? Anybody wants to mention what happened?
1: Count Dankula, uh, he was found guilty of, under the Communications Act, we all know about that, um, he's been given a fine of £800 to pay, still not good in terms of the precedent it sets for free speech, however, much better than him going to jail, so very relieved about that.
2: And you just mentioned something really interesting.
0: Yeah, I, um, I believe he's going to appeal. So He, he won't even pay the £800? No, I don't think he should even pay the £800, and I really hope he does. Um, because ultimately, I want him to come out of this with them saying that he did nothing wrong, because
2: he didn't. Well, that would—if uh, you guys are threatened by the precedent set by this—that's—he well, would have to do that. He would have to he's refuse. Sure to do, yeah. So, what do you think? Do you, if he appeals, yeah. do you think he'll win? I mean, he already—he already lost, right? Well, yeah, but he—he he lost to a sort of provincial judge.
0: It'll go to a high court, and it's oh,
2: interesting. different, you know. And yeah. So, hopefully, I think he's got a case. All right. Well, more importantly. I live streamed the protest and a lot of the speeches, but it's, you know, so I'll try and throw some of that footage in. But for the most part, I think we'll just talk about how you guys feel about what happened. Do you feel it was a success? Oh, yeah. uh, you you're an organizer. I mean, you're wearing the no, shirt.
0: No, I'm not organizing. I, oh, okay.
2: No, just a speaker. Speak.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm oh,
3: right on. on. The turnout yeah. was amazing. I mean, really, um, for the, the main
0: stuff sort of happening
1: in
3: Scotland, I think, but the turnout was amazing. For a, for a Monday morning. <laughs> morning yeah, it's I mean, yes, exactly. amazing. I mean, if it was
2: yeah. a Saturday, um, I mean, yeah. double, maybe triple. A lot of people
1: either unemployed or just slacking at yeah. <laughs> work today. I,
2: I asked someone how many people they thought. They said maybe 600 hmm. at its peak. That, does that sound...
3: Well, I That's think, we I think the best about. way to, to sort of put it into context is... A lot of people would have thought of this as, you know, walking along the pavements from Leicester Square to Downing Street. It wasn't that. They had to close down one side of the road to get the the, the channel of people there. So uh, there was yeah. clearly demand.
2: Um, and, and I thought the turnout was amazing. And the atmosphere was amazing too. I mean, people were really getting behind the <laughs> I saw many comments on my live stream, even from people who like what you're doing, saying this was cringy AF. Let them think that. Who yep. cares what keyboard warriors think? But these are people who even agree with you. They were saying, one person said, and I found this interesting, that yes, this is very cringy, but keep in mind, these are people who don't normally come out and protest, who are trying to make, you know, they're making a stand. Yeah. So although there's a negative opinion of it, there's sort of like a positive aspect to their thoughts.
0: The only, the only way to enact any kind of change is to give a physical presence in the world, to let the people in charge know that there are li- hundreds of people who are literally going to come out and be cringe
2: lords in public. There's no choice lords in public. Yeah, well, they,
0: they have no. we've got no choice. You know, they can whinge about it from behind their keyboards all they want, but they're not going to change in here. So what's yeah, their mean, what, the, the opinion
1: matter? The whole Kekestadi flags, like, obviously, I'm not for that. But just, you know, actually, pers- personally, because, you know, um, on a personal level, like, I'm friends with Pound Dankula. So for me, it was just, you know, showing support. Oh, yeah. If I could have gone to, to Scotland, I would have yeah. today. Like, if I could have, but, you know, this is the second best thing. And, yeah, if people want to be edgy and just like meme in
2: real life then let them do it let them, let them do it it is Not
1: cringe them. when they do it it is cringe you know. Kakastani
2: flags <laughs> yeah you, oh, wait 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 you think the Kakastani flags are cringy well the, the point is to be a bit cringe <laughs> there's no getting around it but like
0: you know it, it doesn't matter the, at the end of the day the, what matters is that we are actually uh, we are in a position in the UK where we don't have free speech yeah. And someone has to say something. I think
3: I can speak for everybody who's over there and everyone here when I say I'm willing to be called cringy if I'm standing up something as important
2: as freedom of speech and freedom of expression and freedom to make a joke. So now let's 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 let's, let's get uh, some pushback. The Kekesani flags are used often in the media to prove I'm doing air quotes here, prove that these are actual Nazi, is it actual Nazi imagery that these people are actually supporting or dog whistling to Nazis. Uh, I I talked to you about this on stream, but. Yeah, do you want to... How, how do you answer to, like, their use of the Kakistani flag as, like... Now, a way Nazis to...
0: generally don't like it when people mock them. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the Kakistani flag is a mockery of the Nazis. So, uh, yeah, I, I would be amazed if the Nazis legitimately were in favor of it.
2: Do you... I, I, I mean, I have seen people at far... I, I don't want to accuse everyone of being far-right, but, like, some of these, like, nationalistic, far-right, neo-Nazi-ish types of people... I, I'm, I'm saying it that way because I'm not trying to blanket everybody and Nazi no, no, I'm trying I to avoid that but um, they, it, they do have the symbols and yeah, the they want a
1: co-op like, yeah. and turn into something that it's not when it's just it's a bit of it's just a bit yeah. of, it's a bit of shit-posting
0: and they, really. they, they do this sort of they, they, they know that the left-wing media will, will tar anything that they touch as being entirely to do with what they do and they use this as a way of trying to normalise their views but at the end of the day it
2: only works if you let the left-wing media control the narrative on it and I'm not going to. So. so here's the next bit though. Some of the things you said, I was talking to some people after the event and they said, wow, what he said is going to be taken out of context for sure. Because you point. quoted some very, yeah. very like um, yep. touchy subjects. Oh, yeah. If
3: thing, I it told re- you re- it's spicy. Yeah, it reinforces <laughs> the, uh, the reasoning <laughs> that context and intent matter. <laughs>
0: Because the thing is, I, I don't think anyone can take anything from that speech and suggest that what I said was racist. No, wasn't. Yeah.
3: in fact, everything oh. is anti Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, everything that you said after your uh, quote, which was arguably the racist part, then you then refuted the whole thing. So.
0: I, exactly. But this, this is the thing, right? People are afraid to address the hard questions, right? One of the things that drives me crazy is the Jewish question. It's like, okay... What's the left-wing answer to why Jewish people are in high places in the media? Because if they don't have one, they're going to look like it might be a conspiracy. And this persuades people that you can't answer it. The answer is that Jewish people are average have a high verbal IQ. Where are people with high blood like you going to end up? Oh, in the media. Oh, what a surprise! You know, it's the same same reason Asians high like yeah, mathematical know. IQs. So they end up in technology. It's, yeah. it's the consequence
2: of free society. It's not a conspiracy or
0: anything like that.
2: No. I, I want to point out something that we were talking about earlier, and hopefully I can frame this properly. But someone was uh, having an argu- argument with me about why they supported Richard Spencer. I made a comment about something Richard Spencer said when he made, when he used a racial slur, and was told he never said that. I pulled up on Google to Google search it because I've seen it so many times, I couldn't find it. And I'm sitting here scratching my head, but am I wrong? Did he not say these racial slurs? I I must have made a mistake. And then I noticed on Google it said some of these search results have been removed under European protection laws. So it's my assumption, but I can only assume that the reason I couldn't find these things, which I know to exist, are that in Europe they've been removed. So I don't know if, I don't want to confirm that. I don't want to sit here and act like I know 100% that's exactly what happened. But in terms of the context of supporting free speech, what this said to me was I literally can't prove a point as to why I disagree with someone because they've potentially hidden the language.
3: Not to mention the fact that just ostracizing someone because they've said one bad thing doesn't mean that they don't have something valuable to say. Even a wrong clock is
0: right twice a day. Yeah. But I. Not I mean that. That means that the anti racist laws are actually giving cover to Richard Spencer for things he said in the past because you can't
2: now dig up something he said because that's racist so let's I want to make sure I absolutely clarify this I have no way of knowing exactly what happened but taking from this um from my potential assumption, which may or may not be true, but thinking about the future of hate speech laws, hate speech laws—if they do say these words need to be removed from the internet—you are sanitizing racists. You are sanitizing actual hateful individuals, or, or things like that.
3: One of the key things from the Count Dankula case that came out was that because the judge had stated that intent and context were irrelevant, the reporters who came, who then said, "But you said this," and then they said what he said. And he rightfully shut them down this morning and said, so what you've just said there, without context and without intent, is worthy of the crime which I am being now committed.
2: Well, one of the things I I, I brought up before is that the Mirror, I believe, uh, so I I apologize if I'm wrong about the outlets, but I believe it was the Mirror, the Sun, and the Daily Mail ran either a clip or the entirety of the Nazi Pug video. And they've been up for two years without repercussion. Not only that... Many outlets, including The Independent, used the exact same language in their articles. Yes. And so I have to wonder, I'm trying to figure out at what point Dankula committed the crime. Was it saying the words in his private home? Was it the filming of the words? Was it the uploading of the video? Yes. Because there because have it been... It wasn't his intention behind it. Well, because it
3: wasn't that uh, he was trying to reach a wider audience. At the time, he had five subscribers. I mean, is The like... number
2: keeps getting lower every time it's I talk to so, somebody. It's like, first it's, it's ten, it's then it eight. single digits. Definitely single digits. Because it was just his friends and his his
3: girlfriend, so
0: um,
3: you can't even say that he intended to offend a wide audience, and
2: that was why he committed the crime. So then I have a legitimate question. When The Mirror, The Independent, The Sun, when they have millions in their audience, they use the same language, they upload his video in its entirety? They're exempt from that. Is that is that what yeah. I'm to infer?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So what they consider to be freedom of the press. Yeah, yeah, yeah they,
2: sure. They, 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 yeah, if, but they, but, if but they, were to
0: be caught up on this, they would be, caught, they would cry. Freedom of speech, freedom of the press. But as soon as a, a Scottish comedian makes a joke about it, then oh well, I mean that's hate speech.
2: It's, it is definitely, a but, but one. For one. But is there a difference between uploading the clip entirely, which they're profiting from, and taking clips of it and commenting on them for news for, for something newsworthy?
1: Yeah, for use, that is. It's well, but
2: but but it, so look, it's one thing if you know when I make a video, I say X, Y, and Z happened, and here's a clip of that. What they did was they took his whole video and published it on their server with ads.
3: Yeah, it's because the, basically the, um, it's similar to what happened in Canada with Lindsay Shepard, right? Where it's all in the framing, right? So as long as they were disparaging of this clip and this thing, then of course the left leaves them alone. But of course, if you frame it neutrally and you're not disparaging, then, and you're saying, let's have a discussion about this, then you're going to be flayed.
2: Well, even these news articles weren't disparaging it. They were just simply, this is what happened and here's the video.
0: They, they, I think they do um, occupy a kind of special position
2: yeah. and and you know honestly I'm not advocating for them to face oh, right. repercussions yeah, for, course, for yeah, doing this course. but at the same time I find it rather ridiculous that Dankula himself yeah. is you know it's a joke and if we think this is just my opinion so you don't have to listen to me but I feel like if someone made a joke that's really stupid and you think it's bad you shouldn't lock them up find them spend two years of their, of their lives going to court you simply say don't do this again here's your warning I mean, am I... Well, no, 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 no. I'm saying
3: if... It, it's, it's, it's the equivalent of saying... To some, let's say someone has... Uh, they're disabled, they have special needs, and they don't articulate themselves well. You take people with Tourette's. Are you going to imprison people with Tourette's for saying things that they
2: either can't control themselves saying or that they are not necessarily in their right mind saying? But it seemed like context and intent really do matter. I'm,
0: I'm such a radical on this. I would rather... I, I would rather... The Nazis be able to parade down the fucking street, shouting all of the anti-Semitic, racist slogans they want. It just works, and this, this is the thing that we learned with uh, sort of Nick Griffin going question time. that. Absolutely, yeah, exactly. This it's is the, the quintessence Exactly. This absolutely destroyed the uh, BNP. It was the end of it. And it's because people see them for what they are, and they are genuine well, people Well, it's, it's like the censorship is just bad all the time. It's not radical when you say. It's, it shouldn't be radical at all. The yeah, exactly. That should, be a, say, that should be a
3: standard. The more the you, you censor exactly. stuff, the more that you reinforce the their ideas that they are you correct right. in the idea that they are. You make it seem dangerous. You make it seem alarming. Well, why is the person of the internet
1: making something there? And then it goes from there, really. And not just that,
2: but the point I brought up earlier that if you Sanitize the speech of an individual so that people can only see the things they say that aren't controversial, they're gonna support them. And they're not gonna know the truth about what these people actually believe. That that's what's scary to me. It was it was I was experiencing some kind of like I couldn't find this this website, multiple video clips I know it exists, and I feel like I'm in an alternate reality because it wouldn't come up on Google.
0: I saw that clip. I saw the clip of like. You were yeah, right. I was so, like, am I Richard am I wrong? He says that he wants white people to become more like yeah. N. Yeah. I Will actually <laughs> sense.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's American <laughs> I don't YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can't say it.
3: It's uh, Chinese. Right, right, right. And uh, I believe it's a great there. Firewall but, of China. but hold
2: on, there was an article uh, a few years ago, and I. Forgive me if I'm if I'm incorrectly remembering this, but I read this not too long ago that said China was praising the world for adopting similar policies to the great the Great Firewall, saying. Really, I would not be surprised if. They I'm, did. I'm I'm probably misremembering it, but but I you know anybody listening you know Google it. I'll try and find it and maybe get a better source when I when I upload the video. But something along those lines, they were like, the world is recognizing our position, you know.
4: <laughs>
0: yeah, that's what we want. The Chinese Communist Party say, yes, we were right after all.
4: <laughs>
3: we really are the most advanced culture. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, yeah.
2: All right. Well, I guess uh, final thoughts. What's what's next? Everyone's going to enjoy a pint and declare victory, or what?
0: Well, hopefully, Dankula's does appeal uh, in the legal sense. You know, I mean, ultimately, I want I want the court to have to say, yeah, he did nothing wrong. No, no, no he did because not he not didn't. He did absolutely nothing Dancula wrong.
1: Dankula did nothing
3: wrong.
0: Yeah, I've already made a video call that, so I can't make another video call that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, and in terms of the Liberalists UK and the Liberalist International Association, mm. who are Bike our work here as well yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is just the first step and we will continue to move forward and really fight for the principles that are laid down at the store um, which include freedom of speech, freedom of expression, and individualism, which are all
2: intrinsically tied to everything said happening. Do you, do, I'll, I'll, let me ask one, one question. This was
0: the result of you guys organising. You guys got all of this together. You got the banner. You got all of this sorted. You guys organised this. I didn't. Do it. You know, everyone wants to. You know, tell me that I'm the the organiser. I'm not you're the organiser.
3: I am, yes. this is. It's, it's a movement that intends to stay. We want to move forward for change. We want to keep the momentum going. And we really, really
2: want to build ourselves into a political force to be reckoned with. So here's the final semi-irrelevant but relevant to a certain group of people question. Do you believe in rights for everyone, regardless of their race, identity, <laughs> national origin?
3: Absolutely. Mm. I, I, they're irrelevant. It's a silly to question. Us. Yeah.
2: Well, oh, but 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 trust me, there are people who say the KKK flag was here. Oh. The quotes oh, were racist. Right. Yeah, yeah. Say, we don't so, <laughs> care
3: what you look like. We don't care what you sound like or what you believe, but we believe that you should have the right to say
2: it. Huzzah! Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Um,
4: My name's Helen Dale. I'm a columnist for The Spectator and a solicitor, which probably sounds very rude to Americans, uh, but I think you would say a trial lawyer or a trial attorney in America. Um, I used to practice up in Scotland. Scotland has a different legal system from that in England and Wales, but I'm qualified in both. And I became very familiar with the style of Scottish comedy and Scottish humour, Um, and the expression that's used to describe this is Scottish banter.
2: And important note too, you were one of the speakers at today's event.
4: Yes, yes, and I I became a speaker at today's event by a somewhat unusual route, and I will try to explain this to Americans in a way that makes sense. I, I write columns for the spectator, which is traditionally considered the House Journal of British Conservatism. But British Conservatism is very different from American Conservatism, because the Conservatives in Britain that legalized same same-sex marriage, for example. Um, it's closer to what I think in America would be considered classical liberalism, or perhaps libertarianism, but not in the same way that you define it. It's more socially liberal and economically conservative. However, Britain has a class system, And so before today, I had never heard of the gentleman who's currently interviewing me, Tim Poole. I didn't know he existed. I had never heard of Sargon of Akkad. I didn't know he existed. Um, And it's probably quite likely that neither of them had ever heard of The Spectator. I wrote an article for The Spectator on the Count Nakula case and it went viral, as in I tweeted the link to it in the middle of the night or before I went to bed one evening when it was finally made, about, it was made available on the Spectator's website. And I woke up in the morning to what is commonly described as a bin fire, as in thousands upon thousands of retweets by various people all over the United Kingdom. I, I, I think more people read this article of mine than have any ever read anything that I've ever written ever. And the organisers of the march got in touch with me and said, well, will you speak at it? and I went, well I'm a conservative conservatives don't um, do marches I have been on two (laughs) marches in my life and one of those marches one of the biggest marches in British history was the Countryside Alliance March which was about the fox hunting ban which is going to sound so extraordinarily niche to an American audience I'm very sorry Um, and so it's just not something that we traditionally do so it was a meeting of two different streams of politics in a way that I had not expected. It was very new. And my speech, this very briefly, was... I wanted to ensure that people didn't argue for guilt by association. One of the... Originally programmed speakers in London, but he finished up going up to Scotland was a chap called Tommy Robinson and he is widely disliked the UK he's perceived as a racist over here and and also as a, as a, a football lout he's low considered low class that's just going to sound so British but I, I, that's all I can really say and I had to argue. Well, actually, no, something doesn't stop being true because of pe- what people, the, the people who believe in it. It's either true or it's not. And if someone who you don't like believes in the same thing as you, that doesn't invalidate the truth of the idea. And in this case, it's freedom of speech. So I wanted to deal with that issue. The next issue is I wanted to defend this particular aspect of Scottish culture, the, the Scottish banter, save Scottish banter because it was something I experienced a lot of when I worked in Scotland and when I practiced in Scotland and it's something for which I have a great deal of admiration Scottish people are very funny that's why they produce these remarkable comedians like Frankie Boyle and Billy Connolly and many, many others Is is Craig Ferguson Scottish?
2: I think so, yes and he's, he's, um, I don't know, I mean he was huge for a long time in the US Mm. yeah
4: But yes, Scottish people, but a lot of just regular Scottish people are just very funny. I mean, I used to work at the Office of the Solicitor to the Scottish Parliament. And my work colleagues would just come out with streams of this stuff. And I would not, uh, there would be hours where I didn't get any work done because I was laughing so hard. And it's a wonderful gift that they've got. and, And Count Dankula is in that tradition of Scottish banter. And even Scots law, to a degree, traditionally, has protected the role of Scottish banter, which is what makes this judgement so awful. And then the third thing I wanted to do, which is very niche, and I won't go into any detail here, is just I wanted to argue that for the repeal of this piece of legislation. And the reason it needs to be repealed is because it was originally dra- drafted in 1935 and enacted in 1935 to stop harassing telephone calls. Nothing to do with the
2: so I have a question that I've asked time and time again and maybe you might have some insight on media companies have published in the in the entirety this clip of the, of the Nazi pug so if the judge said the context and intent don't matter, why are the media companies allowed to and I, I don't mean they mentioned it or showed a clip I mean there are media companies who just uploaded the entire thing without comment or they, here's the video
4: ah uh, right okay there is an exemption in section 127 for media companies in the in the role of broadcasters Um, reporting the news and I can, there is a, it's cut and dried, it's in the legislation and in the process of reporting the news and that is why, for example, I have friends of mine, Comedy Unleashed, which is a London comedy club, who showed the Count Dankula clip in the context of a wider presentation Mm. to their audience at the comedy club and they recorded it and they now can't unlo- upload it because they're just comedians who run a club. But if they get a news organisation to upload it, then the news organisation will fall underneath the exemption. What
2: makes someone a news organisation?
4: How long is a piece of string?
2: Ex- exa- exactly, yes. exactly. And that's the challenge. I mean, I have uh, my own two-person news, cor- news organisation. We have a website. I have my own press card. Does that mean I'm protected? Probably would be, Yes. I think, you know, I think one of the issues, too, is if you look at the context of my career, no one would argue it's not true. Yes. And if a comedian tried to claim they're now a journalist... But then people would argue that, that but then, it is untrue, But it's yes. an argument, because anyone can become a journalist if they so choose. You can say, you know what, I'm no longer a comedian, I now want to work in journalism, right? In which case, I think one of the things that's more dangerous about hate speech laws, and, and why I'm so affected by it and so interested, is no matter what you do, you're going to negatively impact journalism and, and the right to know, Right. So, for Count Dankula to be punished for a joke, one of the things I've talked with with Sargon, who's actually just right behind you now, is uh, he mentioned this first, no matter what the law is, no matter, you know, someone will say, oh, but Dankula only got an 800-pound fine.
4: That's actually, I'll just, as
2: someone who's practiced in Scotland, that's
4: quite a steep fine. Um, I have seen at Scottish sheriff courts are typically for that sort of thing are around the 300 to 400 pound stage and it is my view as someone who's practiced law in scotland that the only reason he didn't go to jail was because of the publicity around this case. I can't prove that. I could be wrong. I wasn't privy to the hearing. So I okay, take it By, with all of the caveats, but as someone who's actually practiced as a lawyer in Scotland, I, it is my view that the reason he didn't go to jail was precisely because of the publicity the case. Is so,
2: I actually think the the fine is the worst outcome possible because, uh, you know, uh, uh, essentially what happens is, uh, Sargon mentioned this the other day, the, law has, the precedent has has been set you can be charged convicted for jokes like this and now that we've accepted it in the future the, the punishment will become steeper and steeper that the law will be used to its most extreme In uh, eventually right there is also
4: the issue of the waste of resources involved in this. Because it's based in England and Wales, I suppose, the Scottish situation is quite complex because of the way the law is supposed to work, and I won't go into that. But you've just provided an opportunity for every ne'er-do-well and job's worth to have a moan about something
2: that they don't like and then go to the police with it. This, you know, um, what, what I find particularly dangerous with this kind of legislation is that who determines what's offensive? It's an argument yes. people talk about all You're the time. setting up
4: the state as the arbiter of taste. It's nonsense. Yeah.
2: And then what happens when someone says, I find that joke offensive, and the court says that's not actually offensive?
4: Mm. Now well, the courts have, have to
2: decide what is or is not offensive.
4: Offensive, yes.
2: That, that well, That would disparage marginalized communities who are told by the state that what the experience isn't valid. Right? Well, this it's is kind the, of law the, the is dang,
4: This is the danger of this is that first of all you get all the jobs worth moments who say so I'm going to have a moan about a joke I, I don't like and I don't think it's funny and so on and so forth. So that's one part of it. but then you do eventually finish up with the state being the arbiter of taste and telling us what we should all like and I, no thanks I'm, I, I know what I like and you please go away and I will I just keep doing my thing and you can keep doing yours it's just bad it's absolutely bad Would
2: you appreciate having a First Amendment You can't
4: can't actually do that in Britain because a a current parliament can't bind a future parliament. This is the convention of... of, Yes, yeah. Parliaments can only bind the life of, of the current parliament. They can't bind future parliaments. The parliament can make or unmake any law. Sorry, sorry I'm just doing British law 101.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's interesting. I, Americans don't know that.
4: Yes. Um, so Britain has an unwritten constitution. But, I mean, Britain had freedom of speech for, for, for a very long time. I mean, and all of this stuff is relatively new. And if Parliament can make or unmake any law, then this can be unmade, and that's why I was saying today the way to fix this problem is simply to repeal it. It's just a bad law. Repeal it. It's a matter for Parliament. Parliament should repeal the law. do
2: you have any uh, final thoughts on today? Do you feel like it was a success? A uh, um, couple, several well, hundred it, people.
4: And- it, it was a good. It was a start. The thing that was valuable for me was finding people who are kind of interested in the traditions of, of British conservatism who but you had never read an article in The Spectator before and I had never heard of you or of Sargon Abacad. you know, that, that, that kind of so, uh, uh, part of having a conversation in Britain involves getting people to talk to each other across class lines and, and generational lines. It's not race here. Britain doesn't have any race problems, so to speak. It's class, and so it, traditionally there are people like me who write for the Spectator and who we went to Oxford and. And, and have a sort of particular social background. Don't necessarily talk to someone like you, um, although you're not British, so you're American. Yeah. So you get a special you get a special pass as part of the, sort of, the uh, of the of the special relationship. Um, but someone like Sargon would not be a person who I would necessarily have known about or heard of.
2: Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Well, so, 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 uh, the, the so, so that
4: was valuable for me. So the, the all these people I, d- I didn't know even know existed.
2: It's, it seems like what happened with Count Dankula has a, a, essentially knocked over several dominoes, which has led to the coming together of different classes, different. Um, it's, it's sort of woken up a free speech wave. We, we've had the battle for free speech in the U.S. has yeah. been it's been here, but now you it's they've. Yeah. It's a bystand effect, I suppose. They've made Danquila famous. They've yes, brought indeed. out activists. Knows They've brought about you together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
4: Everybody well, knows about it now.
2: Well, thank you so much for for talking and explaining your problem. position. Thank it's you been very wonderful. much. Yeah. I guess that about wraps it up. There were a lot of speakers. I didn't get to talk to everybody, but decent conversation, really interesting points being made by all. Thanks for tuning in. I'm actually heading back now to edit this video you're watching, so you can follow me on Twitter at TimCast. Subscribe to my YouTube channel if you have not already. New videos every day at 4 p.m. And periodic live streams, like we saw today, when the app isn't crashing. So if you want to watch the raw coverage, I have three different live stream videos from various points of the march. And uh, Sargon's speech... Is in, I believe, the second uh, video, the second live stream video. So I'll, I'll put together a playlist or something. Thanks for, for hanging out and watching, and I guess I'll see just-